Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Dual Screens Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Stephen Fontana, and with me, as always, he's over there in that other box. He's Andy Asimakis. How are you doing, Andy? I'm feeling good. I think our uh, our indie game dev world yep. got a little smaller today. Oh, I see. Right. And I'll explain in like two seconds. Oh, please after do. You, after you intro all the stuff. Yes. Well, joining us this week, ladies and gentlemen, is Paul Schnepf. He's the creator of The Ramp, a game described really as a digital toy for skateboard-loving people out there. And it's out right now on Steam. And let me tell you, if there's ever a zen, chill game that you need to just kind of relax to, The Ramp might just be it, ladies and gentlemen. But before we get into the show, before we get to know all about The Ramp and get to know Paul and everything like that. Uh, by the way, Paul, welcome to the show. <laughs> Let's probably do that. I'm a little rusty because it's been a, it's been a weird morning. So, hello, hey, Paul. How are you? Hello, I'm doing good. Thank so you. You, you don't you don't know what you're on, but here we go. We're going to tell everybody what they're on and what what you're on, what everybody's listening to. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Dual Screens Podcast, the Internet's number one indie developer interview podcast, starring two people you've never heard of, probably. The show posts each and every Friday for your listening pleasure on your podcast service of choice, including our home, Podbean. And, of course, it's on iHeartRadio, it's on Spotify, it's on Google, Stitcher Play, Apple Podcasts. It's, like, all over the place. And, of course, you could watch the video version of this on YouTube.com slash TV. And if you want to support us with your hard-earned cash, you go to Patreon.com slash Podcast, just like our three Patreon producers, Colton the Apprentice, Nestler, FNH Paul, and Vegas Girl on Fire. Now, Paul, you made a, a, a toy for Steam, and it's awesome, and I love it very much. And, uh... But that's not really doing it justice, kind of. I mean, it's the simplest way to explain it, but not really the best way, I don't think, to explain it. Can you um, give our listeners who may not know what the ramp is just sort of the elevator pitch? What, what is the ramp? What are they getting into here? Well, calling it a toy is actually pretty much doing it justice, I'd say. It's <laughs> a very minimalist uh, digital toy for people that like skateboarding or people that like to get lost in the flow kind of so there isn't like much challenges or a score or anything like that it's just four different ramps or skate parks and you can skate around in them listen to some chill tunes and yeah that's pretty much it andy would you like to uh start us off with some heavy hitting questions the heavy hit the heaviest well, hitting questions you kind of you kind of steamrolled over my leadoff question i'm not sure oh i apologize you are a little rusty. We did the, no, we did the, no, I just, you know, I'm going with the flow. It's like the ramp, you know? You just kind of, there's right, no rules, right. there's no score, there's right. no there's no rhyme right. or reason. You just kind of do the thing. And I wouldn't mind, but this had a very special intention. And I hope it can still, it can still be as magical as if it was. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Dual Screens no, podcast. No, 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 no. <laughs> I'm going to ask Paul a very... Okay weird question okay. weird to maybe you and our listeners but not okay. to paul and me okay interesting just bear okay. with me for one second okay and then i'm, I'm gonna share a little story for our listeners oh there. man it's story time with yeah. with papa andy paul i have to know what do you have against the outer wilds and why won't you play it <laughs> that's very interesting that's um yeah i'm surprised that freeman apparently told you <laughs> so for those who are wondering why paul is giggling <laughs> at my question is because paul is a part of a three-man team known as grizzly games also 
And I just spoke to one of his teammates, Friedman, about a game called Islanders, mm-hmm. another minimalist game, which is kind of funny. So, uh, and he went on about how much you hate Outer Wilds and you, you won't play it for some bizarre reason. So I just need to know why. I actually don't hate it. I, I really <laughs> want to play it for some time now because Freeman and actually some other friends as well just keep on rambling about how mm. great it is. Ah, uh, yes. I haven't yes. found a time yet and it kind of became a running gag between Freeman <laughs> and me. Yeah. Now, I could tell you this, Paul. Well, I played it at PAX and I got nauseous playing it. So I'm with you. I will not play it. Never. <laughs> I'll never get in there. I'll, I'm sorry. I know it's. I heard it's a great game, but man, my my eyeballs can't handle that shit. But I you know, oh, really? Yeah, can't do it. Can't do it. I got the vertigo, and that triggers it big time. I was telling Friedman to ease up a little bit, and I think the mm. constant asking of you to play it is like, fuck you. I'm not gonna play it now. Leave me alone. You yeah, know? it's actually part of part of fun, you know. It's <laughs> part of why I haven't played it yet, just to annoy. What, what, what if bit. what if he's what if he's like playing the game and he's like, oh man, I just can't do it. Paul, can you help me get through this part? I can't. I just can't get over here. And then he just gives you the controller and slowly walks away and closes the door behind him. Yeah, I it. probably just played it like twice already. <laughs> well, <laughs> let's let's get into the ramp here because mm-hmm. you know. Y- there's not enough of the there's not enough of these experiences. That was my phone crashing to the floor out of my pocket. Um, there's not enough of these types of experiences out there. Um, this there's really no um, there's no clock. There's no race. There's no score uh, chase. There's no, yeah. there, really all it is. It's about just kind of a input from your hands and seeing the input make a thing happen on the screen and it's and it's oddly satisfying what made you create something that was so minimalist so so kind of simple yet so effective well probably part of it was my own desire for more experiences like that it's mm-hmm. also kind of like my design philosophy or something like that at least all the games i've been working on so far were rather minimalist and small experiences it's just i don't know i I don't have as much time anymore as I used to to play video mm-hmm. games and usually I'm not up to playing something for four hours straight or mm. like investing 25 hours into a game. I used to do that but right now I just have like different priorities and stuff as you guys probably have as well. So absolutely, yeah, I'm just wishing for more small self-contained experiences. But on the other hand, it was also probably kind of born out of my own limitations because I was working on the game alone and I was kind of afraid I weren't able to finish it. So I just cut away everything that were not absolutely necessary to the core experience. And then I just ended up with this very minimal, minimalist experience. Do you think that that's something that's like sorely needed in the gaming space? Or do you think it's kind of... Um, it's just a nice little niche to, to kind of find and, and latch yourself onto because they really you don't really hear stuff like this very often like they're sandboxy type stuff where but there's always like an enemy or something that you have to worry about it's never you know there are lego games like actual lego building games that, that it reminds me of where you can just kind of be creative just build stuff and it really doesn't matter but do you think that the these types of experiences are sorely missing and why do you think they're so important if you do well, yeah, as I said, I, at least I for myself have the um, the need for more experiences like that. And I think with 
the whole gaming um, thing opening up to more and more people, like more and more people are getting interested um, into gaming. And so do games just diversify more and more. Um, mm -hmm. Of course, all the like games that are more games in a traditional sense are great as well. And I like to play them sometimes, but yeah, there's just so many, so many other things you can also create games around so yeah, i just like to kind of diversify it a little bit more and how is this not out on the switch yet i feel <laughs> like this kind of game was born for the mobile market and the switch because when i think of a game i can just pick up and play for like 20 or so minutes having it in my hands is a huge benefit to that is that in the pipeline at some point Future yes definitely um I was even originally planning to um, make it a mobile title at first. Mm. And mm. I also have a solid build running already on my phone. And it's, I would say it's more fun even on mobile. Just <laughs> the way you play it suits the platform a lot better. But given the limited resources on my hands and also my experience, I was just more comfortable publishing something on Steam first than see how that works out and then maybe go on, on mobile or switch after um i'm already uh, working on the mobile port right now so that will probably be released somewhere late october early november hopefully somewhere in that area and i'm also looking for someone to help me port the game to to switch so that might be happening at some point as well yeah, and it's getting a lot of attention on Steam. It's really nice to see people really embracing the design philosophy of this game because it's so it's so scaled back. I mean, you're stripping away most conventional game systems like, you know, scoring or leaderboard or levels or all that goes away. And it's really a bare-boned experience and people are embracing it. What's that like for you, that few folks are, are connecting with what this game's intention is? Oh, what's it like for me? Mm -hmm. Yeah, how does it make you well, feel I'm, that uh, your, your philosophy is resonating with some, mm -hmm. some folks out there? Yeah, I'm super, super happy about that. And to be honest, also a bit surprised that it resonated so well with so many people. I was kind of afraid about that during development because I certainly like minimalism, but I wasn't too sure about how minimal you can go for people at least on steam still appreciate it right and i probably would have thought more people would expect being there being more to to the game like a progression system or unlockable levels and gear and scores and whatnot so i really took some effort to very clearly communicate what the game <laughs> yes, you did. the toy is. <laughs> yes, so, you did. I was really careful about that, but still I wasn't too sure how, how it would resonate with people. So I'm very happy about that. And now the issue is when somebody love it so much and they want more of it. Give me more. <laughs> it's like, uh, how about some DLC maybe? No, yeah. it's not, not happening. Yeah, of course. Like, especially nowadays, I think where it is kind of... Um, expectation mm. is so um it feels like the 
common thing for a game to just have more and more content for for free most of the time you seem at least like people are just expecting new content updates nowadays um but yeah i don't know that's i think it's not for me i, as a developer. I, th- I think yeah. it there there's it there's also i don't know if it's a if, if it's an expectation of of added content more so than it's the game lends itself to um I feel like it, I feel like it's one of those games that you could easily have a like creator mode where you just have the parts for people to build their own stuff. Like it's it's one of those things that people like would be my instinct would be to look for something like that. You know what I mean? Not necessarily expect it, not necessarily whatever, but like, oh, you know, this is minimalist. It's fun. It's, it reminds me of Tech Deck in a way. Like Tech Deck is just about having a little fingerboard and then just collecting a bunch of the little pieces, put them together, and making a cool little set. Be- but there's really no game like you're not there's nothing you're supposed to yeah, do yeah yeah totally you know um so i think that might be like you know something that, that people might look for but i'm looking through the comments i'm looking through the reviews i'm looking you know people that are playing it and yeah, everything yeah, yeah, totally. and they're just they just get it man it's just like oh yeah this is cool this is chill yeah well actually uh, a lot of people are suggesting a lot of great things to the game yeah and also what i said before it's not don't get me wrong i don't think that's a bad thing necessarily right just being a solo developer you just have very limited resources to do stuff like that and especially for me i don't know i just like to do rather small self-contained things and then move on um all right you know what i'm just gonna get to the know, point just... paul i'm just gonna get to the point when this thing starts buying you yachts okay <laughs> when you start being able to buy mansions and and motorcycles and yachts and speedboats sir you're gonna want to support this thing so this is gonna become minecraftian he can't compromise his vision listen everyone can compromise vision in the in the name of yacht you could be very well if this resonates with enough people and you support it enough you could be the very next billionaire to fly into space Paul, let's just well, put the no, things into perspective. Say it, not that you say it, I might should be working on That's right. some DLCs. That's right. <laughs> Listen, when you, char- when you charge a, a beautiful $6 price tag, such a nice, Bing! cozy experience, I think having it as a one and done, like this is what you get when you come in the door. This is all it is. <laughs> Take it or leave it. I think that takes a lot of courage. And I think that's why folks are saying this is actually a fun worthwhile experience yeah well you know i think with adding new maps and creator mode and stuff like that of course it would be amazing especially from right. a player's perspective but in a, in a way it would, just, it would just be more of the same kind of um mm-hmm. i don't know i just have this massive backlog with i think probably around 80 or 90 like small ideas i written down at some point right so there's just so many other so many other things i would like to dive into and explore and see whether i can make fun experience a game out of them so yeah i don't know i just gotta move on was it always skateboarding in your head when you first conceived this game like was it a passion for skateboarding i was like you know what i love skateboarding i'll do a nice scale down minimalist game to really tap into my passion. Yeah, yeah, totally. I've been skateboarding myself for the past 15, no, 17 years probably. 
I was actually because I I got hand my hands on the Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 4 demo back mm. then, 2003. Or, I don't know, yeah, something like that. And I just annoyed the hell out of my parents to get me a skateboard for Christmas. Uh, <laughs> well, ever ever since I've been uh, skateboarding myself and also playing skateboarding games. And actually, the kind of skateboarding the ramp is focused on, like skateboarding in half pipes and bolts and stuff like that was kind of missed by all the major skateboarding games in the, in the last two decades. Most of them were just focused on street skateboarding. Mm-hmm. Um, I always wished for a game that conveyed this, this very special flow of skating, um, skating in a half pipe. So I figured, yeah, I'd just give it a shot. That's it's fun, man. It, it's it really is one of those because we all. I mean, I grew up on Tony Hawk. Um, I I had the skateboard. I I, I had my uh, Element. I believe was the brand. Never forget was the name of the board. It was it was a yellow elephant on the bottom. I wish I could get that board again. Um, <laughs> Black Panther quickies bearings. Let's see if I can remember. Oh, Destructo trucks. I remember these things. It's crazy. But that was the only board I ever bought, and I was terrible at skating. Um, but I got it because that was huge. That was huge for us as a kid. That Tony Hawk video games, like, and the X Games getting popularity and, and you know, all of that. And you really do it. You, you really do miss, like, the whole vert ramp and the bowl and stuff like that because it's just this simple, like, it's like a pendulum just going up and down, up and down. But seeing how much, how many tricks you could kind of nail in there in that in that one little spot like you're making your own game out of it as a player you know like there's nothing there challenge there's no innate challenge for you you're going in there and you're saying okay i want to try and do this trick i'm just gonna go up and see what happens yeah exactly. and like that's your like your little mini challenge you're like oh okay i did it you're like maybe this is something that you like uh you know capture gameplay and just make like these cool little highlight videos like that could be your game that you make out of it as a, as a player like you just want to make content out of it because it's really cool and you can just see these silly you know awesome tricks and stuff um yeah i mean i definitely appreciate that that uh aspect of it and that that angle that you take towards it um but it's hard to explain the actual gameplay to to based on just saying it's a skateboard game that's great but what is the player when they get their hands on this thing explain to the players what are they going to be doing to do these tricks well there is i think one unique thing that really sits at the core of the game which is the pumping mechanic and just very closely resembling how skateboarding half pipe works in real life so when skateboarding in half pipe, you never ever have to set your foot on the ground to push and gain momentum, but rather you can gain gain speed by just bending and extending your knees at the right um, at the right point. It kind of works similar to when you spin on a on an office chair and then like pull your pull your legs towards your body, and then you start spinning faster. So, because you're shifting the the, I would say you should like the center of gravity, mm-hmm. not the center of mass. Because right. you're shifting that in the mm-hmm. rotation, you kind of gain momentum. So, I think in the beginning, that might even be a little confusing for people that are not used to skateboarding. 
but that really sits at the core. And then when you when you master this kind of mechanic, and becomes really intuitive and also quite fun. Um, yeah, it's it's actually super simple. You just have to bend your knees wherever the surface is flat, and then in the transition between the the horizontal and the vertical part of the ramp, you have to extend the knees, and then you gain speed. So yeah, I would say a lot of a big part of the game is just getting the hang of this mechanic, and then um, there isn't that much more to it actually. Uh, then when you when you launch off the ramp and you're airborne, you can do different tricks and spins, and you can also board slide along the the edge of the ramp. And that's pretty much it. The rest is about just setting your own goals and getting lost in the flow. Um, I think the reason why I did that, like removing a score or not implementing a score in the first place, was because I was trying to express how skateboarding feels for me when I skate in real life. And, you know, usually there are no judges, no score, no no big combo markers, things, crazy stuff in there when you, when you skate in real life. It's just more about looking for your own challenges and just going with the flow. Yeah, I was going to say this game likely emulates what skateboarding is like in real life. It's about you and the board and the terrain. And do you think I am too old to get into skateboarding? Yes. <laughs> well, you know, it looks like, listen, when you play a Tony Hawk game, again, it's all about the fanfare. It's all about <laughs> being awesome and getting those quadruple multipliers and like getting that score as high as possible. And this is like, when all that's gone, it's just about you and how you're performing with skateboard. And it looks like a lot of fun. And I'm wondering, maybe at my age, if it's possible to attempt without killing myself some of these things. Well, I think you're never too old. Just mm -hmm. wear a helmet and pads and mm -hmm. you'll be fine. Okay. I've seen you try and walk, Andy. It's not a pretty sight. Like, no, you don't want to get on a skateboard. Well, it's, it's very different from walking, actually. I, yeah, it might be easier. Yeah, that's the problem. <laughs> um, Listen, I always fell down a lot as a child. Maybe I just need some wheels to get by. Yeah. Maybe, maybe, maybe the feet are the problem. They don't make I, I need skateboards wheels. with training wheels. <laughs> Unfortunately, they don't do that. <laughs> but it has balance. But it comes with four wheels already. Exactly. That's yeah. right. That's right. It yeah. does. We just got to get you a nice stiff board. Like none, none yeah. of that loose, loosey-goosey stuff because mm -hmm. you'll be flipping and flopping all over the place. Skate yeah. There's nothing more intimidating than, than going to a skate park for your first time. Like I remember right. that as a kid, I think I was like 15 and I, my cousin and I went to, because we used to skate, but we didn't, I didn't do anything. Like I was learning how to like kickflip. Like that's what I was learning how to do. And we went mm -hmm. to the skate park and I was so intimidated because everyone is going so fast. The mm -hmm. surface is so fast. Everything is just lubed up in wax. And you're just like, what do I do? I don't know what to do. God forbid your board gets away from you. Everyone looks at you like you're the biggest asshole in the world because your board is running away from you. It was like, it was so intimidating. Yeah, I know that feeling, <laughs> feeling very well. But yeah. actually, I found the, the skateboarding community to be among the most... Yeah, well, you're, you didn't grow up in New York. Ever, like... <laughs> yeah, I didn't grow up in New York, but... Like, generally, maybe maybe don't co go to New York when first time. <laughs> in general, I found people just to be very, very welcoming and helpful. And usually they 
understand very well how it feels to be at the very beginning of your skateboarding career because everybody started out like that. I would say just try it. Maybe go there in the, in the early morning. You have insurance, then. right, Andy? I do. Yeah. And I, 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 I like the whole doing it when no one can watch me bit. I'm so into right. that. That's like when my biggest fears are going to the gym sometimes. Like yeah. if I don't have the dumbbell at the right angle, yeah, they'll like beat me. What are you it. doing? Bro, what are you doing? <laughs> bro, what are you doing over there, bro? You need, you need a spot, go there, bro? Just you go there at 9 a.m. and then all the kids will be at school. Um, do you even lift? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, what what other what other uh, idea? Like, give us some some of your ideas for these minimalist games because you got, you said you got like eighty of them in the back back mm -hmm. burner. Maybe not one that you're you know most likely to make, but just throw away throw out a couple of ideas that you that you had. Oh, I'm not protective about my ideas. It's all right. <laughs> no, nobody can make them as good um, as you anyway. So don't worry about it. No, uh -huh. stop it. <laughs> um, well. One game I want to make at one point is um, kind of similar to, to the game Islanders I've been working on before, but different in a way that Islanders was focused on building cities. It was kind of inspired by games like SimCity or Anno or City Skylines, but the minimalist version of it. And I really like those big grand strategy games mm. like Crusader Kings or Civilization where you mm -hmm. Really, where it's about building an empire, I always this always appealed to me in a way. But every time I start playing those games, I just get so lost in the amount of resources and mm -hmm. systems you have to understand right. and stuff like that. And also, as I said already, I don't, I just don't want to invest twenty-five hours in a single single session, you know. So I definitely want to make a game that is like Civilization, but Islanders, you know. <laughs> Also, when working on the ramp, I, I figured it would be amazing to create a game that is similar in a way that it also captures this, um, this uncomparable flow. But I want to put it in a game that is not made for skateboarders. Because when working on the ramp, I mostly had people like me in mind that are already kind of interested in skateboarding. But say my, my girlfriend or my dad, they would never buy the ramp because they're not interested in skateboarding and mm. they you know they wouldn't see it on steam and think oh yeah skateboarding game i'm, I'm into that kind of things you just scroll past it so um i'm thinking of a game have you played journey yep oh yes oh yes. there's this five minute section where you just kind of snow or sandboard yeah you just kind of going down on this hill and it's super flowy stuff like that so mm -hmm. Kind of a crossover, maybe, like a game about just those five five minutes of journey, with the feeling of the ramp. Yeah. Kind of something that yeah. hard to explain, but a skateboarding game for people that are not interested in skateboarding. Well, yeah. Do just... you do you often find that your design philosophy sort of sneaking in while you're playing? like a mainstream triple a game for example like i just started replaying for like the second time metal gear solid 5 and one is like getting the controls back to where i know what's what on the gamepad and then two it's like there's like 80 systems in that game yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> do you see yourself like you know what if they just get rid of x y and z in this game this would be a lot more fun for me right now 
Yeah, totally. I have that all the time. <laughs> I think that's what I meant when I said I have a, a desire for more minimalist experience. Yeah. Sometimes, the, the, you know, it could get a little very overwhelming, especially mm -hmm. to the audience that you're catering to. Like, you're looking for the the casual player that just wants to kind of chill, isn't looking for... Um, isn't looking for that that carrot at the end of the stick you know they're just looking for a dopamine release and that's it and then and then you know go go away for a little bit and come back when they want that dopamine release again um i have a really interesting and i'll see see what you think andy because mm. you know it, we're not quite at rapid fire but i have a very interesting little game we can play here mm. where we come up with an activity or a thing and we see what Paul's minimalistic video game version of that thing would be. Ooh. Or we can name like AAA <laughs> franchises. What's a, what's a oh, simplistic, yeah. what's a minimalist Halo look like to you? <laughs> yeah, there you go. See, yeah, there you go. Um, yeah. Okay. Tough question. I think I've never played Halo, actually. <laughs> um, okay. It's, so a, it's about shooting, right? Pretty much. Yeah, it's about pretty shooting. much. Correct. I don't know. Halo doesn't seem like the most complicated game in the first place. Right. But, no, it's definitely um, not. Actually, I think Halo is something you can quite all right just fire up for 20 minutes and then, yeah, quit all right. It's not So let's, let's talk about a shooter. Just say, just just the shooting mechanic. Mm. What What is your first person shooting mechanic mm. zen toy game? Hmm. Well, I don't know. I feel like for games featuring violence, especially shooting, there's already a very broad variety. And also, at least for me, I don't have the demand of more kind of minimalist games in that area. Mm. I actually played quite a lot of Call of Duty during the development of the ramp, just like in the evenings to, to calm down for 20 minutes or ah, so. Ah, yes, to calm down, yeah. yeah. So get, get in that nuke say, jacked? Do you like getting a nuke jacked? Call of Duty nuke jacked? Do you like getting in there? The chaos? What's that? The 24-7 mode where it's like the size of a box and you're just shooting each other until... Oh, no, I think I, I didn't have the latest. Oh, okay. Oh, it was okay. Modern Warfare. Okay, all right, all right. Well, I think Modern Warfare, which one was that? That was the... A shipment, I think, was the name of the map. The really small map. I don't know. Whatever. We're getting in yeah, the weeds. Yeah, it could be. We're getting in the weeds. Never well, never mind any of that. Go ahead. Continue. But I, I feel like, you know, games like Call of Duty, they already, already provide you with a great way to just unwind for 20 minutes. And mm. I don't know. I just don't see that much of a niche of a niche there or of a I, I have an idea i have an idea well, see, okay. see what you think about this but before you chime in steve yes I'm say that okay the, minim the perfect minimalist fps game already exists and it's called super hot super oh yeah hot. True. I just to, I just get that yeah but there. that but you still need to there's still score change, like there's still a thing you have to do here's what i think right. but it, that's like super scale back though so so think think splatoon so the gun isn't a gun that kills anything. It's a paint gun. Okay? And you drop into just a white room and you have a pallet below you and you can load your gun with the colors and you just shoot the wall and make a painting. And then you just hit done. 
and then it just saves your painting <laughs> and it just loads up again and just just make a painting hit done it saves your painting that's it that's the game why not i, I think we just i think we just made a million dollars bro i think we just made a million dollars yeah you know what i mean <laughs> i think we did it i think we you did know, it. i just had a i just had a realization i think that paul made this game not to fund future yachts Oh, He's trying yeah. to snag one of those sweet, sweet Tony Hawk blood skateboards that they're going around. Oh, yeah, maybe. <laughs> oh, no, I'm, I'm totally going after yachts. Oh, oh, maybe a Tony, Tony Hawk blood yacht. <laughs> yeah, get, yeah, maybe. Get the skateboard and just build it into the side of the yacht. There you go. What, what would you name your yacht, Paul? Oh, that's a good question. I mean, it's going to happen at some point soon, so. Maybe the ramp. That's a good one. Would it have a ramp on it? I'd have to. Of course. It'd be dangerous. You know there where usually the the helicopter landing thing goes? Yeah. Just put a ramp there. Wow, you're you're thinking big. You're thinking you're thinking like a three hundred footer or something. Like that's a big yacht you got there. I like that. Design design simple <laughs> games, but wants complex yachts. That's Six how it goes. bucks at a time, Andy. Let's get there. Exactly. Six dollars at a time. Um so is this something that you think that you want to you know to be your thing like you're just gonna like put a new yeah. minimalist game out there every once in oh. a while and just see what happens um yeah maybe i haven't decided on anything yet but mm. i think for now um well depends i also really enjoyed working with people we had really good times grizzly games so mm. might be doing something like that again in the future but I've been also really enjoying working alone on the ramp. Is that is that important to you? Is is creating these experiences alone important to you? Like to be able to do this on your own? Is that like a, a point of satisfaction, or is it just like out of necessity? It's just it's your free time. You're just doing it to sort of well, express your just, creativity. I'd say it's just different compared to uh, working in a team. Mm. It has it's ha it has its, its good sides for sure, but. Of course, it also comes with a new set of problems. Right. So probably I would be comfortable with switching every now and then. It was kind of refreshing after um, shipping two titles in a team to just then work alone and just be the master of your own schedule and work habits and everything. Mm. But it's also, of course, kind of lonely. And you just have to, <clears throat> you have to do everything. <laughs> it gets kind of exhausting. So I also really enjoy working with people. You didn't call in any favors to help you or like say, hey, can you can you help me figure out this problem? Like, did you have any of that back and forth? Or is it really just you locked yourself had, in a room? No, we had very regular chats once a week um, with the Grizzly Games team where we just um, kind of talked about what we were working on at the time and give feedback to each other. I also technically am still enrolled at uni. Okay. Like the, the other two games, Superflight and Islanders, we that was part of my bachelor's program in game design, where I also met Friedemann and Jonas from from Grizzly Games, and now I'm currently enrolled in a master's degree. So this is kind of related to my project as well. So I, there I can also present them and get valuable feedback. That was quite helpful. But other than that, like. All the technical things and all the actual work on the game i did myself yeah nice very good and now andy uh i think we should segue into our rapid fire 
we should segment here well, that's um good. this should. is going to be interesting so I'm, I'm very there's the the zen might might be we might break the zen andy we might break the uh, zen here. that's all right okay break it all right speaking of breaking what is your worst skateboarding injury um sprained ankle probably sprained okay so you only got a okay very good it's very I talented. Just fell yesterday. Oh, my, look at that! Hand, but that's oh, all right. No. Sprained ankles are nasty. Very annoying. You well, wake up. You uh, you wake up one morning, and you find that your favorite skateboard is missing <laughs> from your apartment. It's gone. Someone has absconded with it. Do you a go to the local authorities? To help them crack the case and see who would do this to you or do you john wick this bitch oh and go all vigilante vigilante justice. justice man i like that yeah no I, I think i would just take my my second skateboard and roll <laughs> up to him and very politely ask if he or she would just give my board back to me oh you look tall yeah are is you tall no, not really. Mm. I don't know how tall in your American, you know, in the weird way. Andy, Andy's measure. taller than me, but I'm right. a, I'm a, I'm small. Um, it's, it's 180 centimeters. 180 don't centimeters. Convert I, I, I don't know what that is. Like your measurements are so weird, really. Uh, how many meters is that? <laughs> Except it's 1.8 meters. That's how many feet? That's 1.8 probably meters. So one, six feet. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Six feet. Okay. All right. You you look taller than that. You do. Whose question is it? It's mine. No, that technically was my question. I guess. Go ahead, Andy. How 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 tall are you? (laughs) (laughs) Really breaking Um, the zen. Yes. All right. So when you're out celebrating the success of your game and thinking Uh how many yachts you're gonna buy from all the profits you've taken in, um, and you're having a, a lot to drink, by the way. What word best describes you when you're drunk? I don't think I'd change that much. Oh. Actually. Okay. I might be drunk right now. Oh. Oh, oh snap. I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> hmm. Okay. If you're, you're on your skateboard, you're going down the street, and somebody says, do a trick. What are you doing? What is the first thing you do? Kickflip, of course. Kickflip, yeah. It's very smart. Mm. Very smart. Mm. Mm. <sighs> what is the dumbest purchase you've ever made? Uh, I bought an inflatable kayak once <laughs> because I back then I lived kind of near to a river and I thought it was going to be my new thing, you know, going for a quick kayak early in the morning. But it turned out that even though it was inflatable, it was still quite big. So it was super exhausting to get it down to the river in the first place. And then I only did it once, actually. <laughs> because then when I, I got it into the river, it was, for some reason, it was super hard paddling it. So I just capsized it after paddling for five meters, probably. Oh, Lord. <laughs> and I was kind of done with kayaking. And Well, you got to try everything once. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's see. What is your least favorite food? Mm. My least favorite food. 
Ooh, that's a tough question. I don't have... Like something you eat, you ate um, once, yeah. and you're just like, ah, I'm never eating that again. I was in, in Taiwan once, and they had this local specialty there. It was called stinky tofu, which is mm. kind of... I think it's fermented. Yeah. I don't know what exactly they're doing to the tofu, but it's, as no. the name implies, stinky, and don't I don't like, like that. it very much. Don't like that. The worst. The people there were loving it, actually. <laughs> Probably acquired taste. If uh, if you could live in any fictional world, where would that be? Any fictional world. Mm-hmm. Be it from a video game, know. cinema, a book, a television show. Where would Tony that Hawk's be? Pro Skater, maybe. Oh wow! Oh. Or more like the EA Skate series. Mm, I like oh. the, the skating gameplay there much better. Yeah, that's yeah that's probably a- San Manalona from Skate Two. That would be my fictional world. You do love skateboarding, don't you? He's a big skateboard fan. Really, big really time, loves it. Big time skateboard. Um, I just did a skateboarding game. Are you surprised? <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. Andy and I get a get a get an email saying that oh no, Paul has unfortunately been arrested. What was the crime that Paul was arrested for? Probably skating in an area where you're not supposed to be skateboarding. Trespassing. Wow. You, not, yes. That's not a ticket, huh? That's punishable by jail time? Not trespassing, maybe. I don't know. You're not just not allowed mm. to skate, especially in the downtown areas, you know? Got it. Well, uh, to build on that, Ooh. where is the funkiest place you've ever skateboarded? The funkiest place? Yeah. Or like your non-conventional place, like where you don't typically would, would find a skateboarder doing stuff. Grandma's dining room. Pretty nice. Yeah, probably probably indoor somewhere. I used to I used to skate around our house. <laughs> uh, you, oh you, you must have been real fun for for the parent the parents. Like, yeah. Damn it, damn it Paul. <laughs> Not around the China. <laughs> no good. No good. Um, are you familiar with Dungeons and Dragons? Yes. Okay. What is your go-to class and race? Oh, not that. Not that familiar. Oh. I know what the what it is, and I I wanted well, to play. You could forever, figure it out actually. though. You could figure out what. I mean, it's it's high okay, fantasy. What classes are there? So you got you got your ranger, your rogue, you got your fighter, your barbarian, you got. Oh, I see. Druid, wizard, cleric. I always like those guy. sneaky rogue. kind of you rogue. Know, uh, rogue. Yep, yep. There you go. There you go. Okay. I wouldn't put you as a rogue. I'd put you as a paladin. Paladin. I, I, would, I would peg you as a paladin. Like you, like all about the good of the thing. You know, being being righteous and. Could I be like a paladin rogue? No, that does not work. No, because a paladin, because <laughs> a paladin has to be lawful to their mm. god, and ro- rogues by nature like to break the law. So How about Robin Hood. Robin Hood's not not definitely not a paladin. He's a rogue. He's a rogue or a ranger or something like that. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Maybe okay. a rogue with with a, with a specialty in like. Uh, ranged weaponry, yeah, for sure. No, but he's like, you know, he's having this good case. He, and well, yeah, he's chaotic good. 
Sure. Okay. You know, his alignment is chaotic good. He he does chaotic things for the greater good. A paladin is lawful good. Well, they actually, follow to be the honest, law. when playing role-playing games like Skyrim stuff like that, oh, yeah, usually I'm this could be I'm not fighting for the good there. You're <laughs> so not, probably wrong is all right. Okay. Do a do a minimalist D and D game for you. Oh, here we part. go. Yeah, That'd do that. Pretty cool. So I think I'm gonna ask a question, then Steve can wrap it up. Okay. For the uh, okay, and we can go back to playing more ramp. Um, the ramp is out on Switch. And it is a huge, huge success. Mega success. And Nintendo's like, all of our fan base loves this game. You want to put the ramp skater in Smash Brothers. What would the final Smash look like for this character? I think probably would do some crazy trick. Maybe a 900. Mm -hmm. uh, one Tony Hawk got famous mm -hmm. with. Mm. And just midair, grab their skateboard and smash it into the head of the opponent. I like it. Violence like is it good. Violence is good. Oh, we got a little little fly. fly. Okay. Uh, it, it got very close to my eyeball. It was very scary. Uh, all right. So now it's time for the ceremonial final question of the of the show. This is probably the most important question, Paul. You will have answered in your entire life. Uh, super important. More important than any decision you've ever made for any video game you've ever made. It's more important than anything you, you have, literally have ever been asked in your entire life. So I hope that you are sharpened and ready to go. Okay? I'm ready. It's a simple question. It's binary. There's either this or that. It's yes. It's, you know, it's just two answers, two possible answers. Okay? <clears throat> Andy or Steve? No, I can't answer that. Mm. All right, all right. All right, put that in the can't answer that category. Mm -hmm. Can't answer that category, uh, which ha now has 13 responses in it. You know, I can't tell. Mm. Is it because we're both so likable or we're both just the worst? The opposite. Can't make up his yeah, mind. it's definitely the opposite. <laughs> Have you played this? Was it? I think it was Dishonored, was it? Uh-huh. Yeah, uh -huh. Well, there's this... This couple that you meet every now and then, the hats or tails guys. Right, right. Is that what you think we are? It kind of reminded me of it. <laughs> okay. Okay. Oh, I like I'll that. It. I'll accept I it. I like that. I've got to get some fan art going for that. That's going to happen in the future. Oh, yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, that is going to bring us to the end of the show. If you want to follow us on social media, we are at dual underscore screens. I am at batchild27. Andy is at pantsguy. Our Facebook group is facebook.com slash groups slash DS podcasts. And our Twitch channel is twitch.tv slash dual screens streams. Paul, where can everybody find you on social media? Where can everybody follow the game and go? And yeah, obviously, it's on Steam. But uh, where can everybody uh, follow you? Yeah, game is on Steam. Just buy it there. Leave, leave a review. Um, you can find me on Twitter, uh, underscore hyperparadise. Might be a double underscore, I'm not sure. I think it is. I think you're right. Yes, we have double it right underscore? here. Our, yeah, we'll have it in our in our show notes as well for everybody. Awesome. So yeah. if they want to click on double that, Double underscore hyperparadise. Nope. Very good. All right, folks, that's going to bring us to the end. Thank you, Andy. Thank you, Paul. Thank you, listeners and viewers. And as always, please be excellent to each other. <laughs> <laughs>